Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do it. Ducks and flagstick golf. Brought to you by <laughs> the winning podcast on off the field with Durf and Dylan. Now brought to you by Next Gen Sports Media, Sound Machine FM, and the all-new Party Cast Network, where the party never ends. Durf, how you doing? I'm doing good for a Tuesday. It's going well. I feel like that's like good for a Tuesday. I mean, usually Tuesdays are pretty crap, but like for Tuesday, yeah, not bad. Yeah. All right. Can't complain. Me neither. It was a long day, but we made it. We're here now. That's all that matters. Uh huh. Love these guys. Not a lot of people can say that. I don't know a lot of people that would openly admit. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. We we took a dramatic drop from last show. Oh. Like we were like Jets were bowl champs 20, 23, 80 something. And now TJ has like them dropped all the way it? down to 2099. Oh, is he, is he feeling hopeful? Yeah, we dropped off like 300 years. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, maybe he missed a nine. Maybe the zero was supposed to be another nine. Maybe they did put up 17 against the Bills. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they got shut out or anything. Flashes those nips. It's all just flashes. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about teams not scoring in a little while. <laughs> I know at least one, and I know one team that didn't lose. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about this show. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, we do. We're gonna have, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time. So everyone, just get in here and buckle up and get ready for the disaster that we call on and off the field. But first, <laughs> let's floss. Let's make sure everybody out there is flossing, which means follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share anything on off the field related. Brought to you by the one and only Stefan Diggs. Durf, this is brand new for you. Hope you're ready. Yeah, yeah, brand yeah, a little, little write up. Yeah, here we go. All right, so we can follow on TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram all by searching at OOTF Podcast. You can like by hitting the thumbs up, leaving a heart reaction, or just telling us how you like the show by leaving a review on any of our pages or on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you observe by watching us live every week at this time from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So make sure you click that subscribe button, click that big old red button on YouTube and the purple one on Twitch, and hit that bell so you get notified when we go live. And last but not least, make sure you share by letting your friends and family know all about us and sharing our stream or any post that you like. Brand new. It's not too bad, eh? No, pretty good. I like it. I thought well, I didn't think it was terrible. No, it was good. good can fix it up a little bit if we need to but it's, it's it rolled pretty well yeah did it all right it's as long as you thought it went well you know tjj let us know if you if that wasn't if that was okay it was a little bit better than the mashup i thought from earlier you know yeah i feel like this went well with the flossing segment like you actually like write it out this went well yeah that's true I think it went well. Let's just let's do this workshopping discussion on the podcast and talk about these things that do we're doing live. to change up the show. Whatever, we'll do it live. <laughs> Someone just floored their car outside my house. My God, that was loud. I heard that. Most importantly, the Lions didn't lose on Sunday. There is still hope, says TJ. <laughs> Y'all are doing awesome. Thank you. I pick up the sarcasm, but that's fine. I think you appreciate that. I mean, I'll tell you, you you could have asked my wife. Um, when that when it was based basically the entire fourth quarter and overtime during the Lions and Steelers game because I put money on this game mm-hmm. for the Lions to win, I was off the couch standing, like screaming at the TV. <laughs> like this was me the entire fourth quarter and all the way through overtime, and then when they finally finally had that field position, they were in field goal range. And then they get the holding call on that on like it only they only gain like two yards on the play and they get that holding penalty that pushes them back. So now it's like a 48 yard field goal time. It's like, all right, any Lions kicker, this is gonna be outside their range. And he just mm-hmm. chunks. He just chunks. Like it looked like me swinging my four iron, just chunks. 
that football <laughs> and it's not even close. And I just oh. screamed. But they managed to, I mean, I guess the Steelers offense was just as bad as the Lions that day. It was raining. The defenses were okay. Mm. And it was just fumbles, dropped interceptions, penalties, it snaps over heads. That overtime period was an absolute disaster. Embarrassing. Yeah. And neither team just deserved to win, so that's why they tied. Yeah. The football gods were looking down going, you know what? No. Just no. <laughs> None of you. <laughs> <It's>, this is... <laughs> Oh, hi, Shane. How you doing? I think I think that's Gnome. That's usually Gnome. He's coming over on Facebook today. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Coming over on the old ye old Facebook, being official and whatnot. <laughs> so what, do we want to talk about what you want to get off your chest first, or you want to go off the field? Um, let's go off the field first. Okay. We'll get all that out of the way, then we'll talk about football. Yeah. Okay. So off the field. Our NFL MVP community MVP, all community MVPs can be found at NFLPA.com slash community dash MVP. You can find that all of them that have won it. Really, I think this is the week 10 uh, community MVP. So you can find all the nine previous on that website or just listen to all of our episodes. We talk about all of them on here. Or that'd that probably too. be the, that'd be the best way to do it. Yeah, definitely the most efficient in my opinion. <laughs> uh this week's is washington defensive end james smith williams apparently this is the second year in the league i don't know who this guy was before this um hmm. but he helped buy more than three thousand dollars in holiday gifts for children and families of domestic violence survivors on november 8th smith williams teamed up with washington spirit soccer player andy sullivan at a local toy and bookstore to buy gifts from the wish list of more than 450 children whose families have been impacted by domestic violence. Washington, D.C. area residents were encouraged to join the charitable shopping spree, and funds will continue to be raised during the next month in hopes of brightening the holidays for as many families as possible. The annual holiday toy and book drive is hosted by Set the Expectation, S-T-E, which is dedicated to ending sexual and interpersonal violence and D.C. Coalition Against Domestic Violence, D.C.C.A.D.V. Smith Williams also participated in last year's campaign listening to the help of Washington teammate Jonathan Allen to secure toys, books, gift cards, and Santa bags for hundreds of children. I did not write nice. this part down, but um, his, this defensive end apparently learned about STE, the Set the Expectation Foundation, back when he was in college. Um, the woman that runs that organization who created it was a mm -hmm. victim of... Uh, sexual assault, abuse, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. So she started that, and she went to his school to talk about it, and he's been for it all, ever since. He's done oh, nice. like, charity football games that have benefited the organization. So mm -hmm. he is a huge ambassador of S STE and other domestic violence organizations. And I, in the article, they stated he is the first, I would say one of the first. I, I'm hard, hard for me to believe that he's the first. Well, he's, I would say he's one of the first to be a partner with an organization against domestic violence in the NFL. The first player nice. to actually be partnered with one of them and actually fighting against domestic violence. I find that hard to believe he's like the first one. That's kind of crazy to me. Maybe the first one in the area? Maybe. If anyone wants to find out, you can go to NFLPA.com slash community MVP and you can read the entire article in its completion. But... Applause for James Smith Williams, who <laughs> helping people is the best way to go about life. Absolutely. It's Rapid Dave and Brandon from Strikeout oh. Beer. And he shared the stream. He's out here flossing. He's out here doing it. <laughs> he has a weak signal, so I'm losing. So he's Ouch. losing. But you know who's not losing? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> oh yeah that is true they might not be going 0 17 but they could sure go 0 16 and 1 <laughs> <laughs> let's see here so uh, Durf has a topic for us um yes. this segment is gonna be called get it off your chest i that's unofficial <laughs> i just made that up 
Um, but he he <laughs> he wants to talk about this, and I'm I'm all for it. Let's hear it. All right. So I was listening to another football podcast, Shocker. Um, they were talking. So the the background of this this kind of situation uh, subject here is. Um, with Cam Newton going back to the Panthers, Sam Darnold's pretty much done there. You know, Cam played pretty well. You know, PJ Walker's probably his backup, and you know, Sam Darnold has just proven that um, he it wasn't the coach's fault in the Jets, the Jets completely, and at the Panthers, he's just nothing. So, my question is. And it's, I think it's a little interesting, and I think it's something that needs to change in the NFL, is now that Sam Darnold's looking at mostly likely a backup position, does his draft pedigree, you know, being the, the third overall uh, in 2018, does that give him the right to make more money as a backup? Now, a lot of times I've heard on national media, you know, they talk about his, you know, his draft status. You know, he still has it. You know, you know other players too. They, you know, they still have it. You know, that's why they were drafted that high. But my opinion is, it doesn't matter when you're drafted. It's the talent you show on the field. Just because you're a first overall, a first round pick, you know, somewhere at the end of the first round, second round pick that you know has shown flashes, I don't care. If I'm an NFL owner, it should be what have you done lately, not what were you drafted from college because some NFL expert, um, you know, rated you that high. It's not – well, so I'm trying to get this all together, but basically it's not to benefit Sam Darnold because the Jets screwed up and took him third overall. No. It's basically – I don't know. I'm just, I just thought this is something that needs to change in the NFL. And I heard it on a podcast talking about the situation, the situation in Carolina. And I just think it's something that needs to change. And I think it's something that there's players that are going into backup roles that are getting completely overpaid when, you know, a team could use this money somewhere else for, you know, a younger talent, you know, someone up and coming. I don't know. That's my thought. I don't know if you, if you had anything about it, but um, like and a podcast I was listening to, they were talking about you know, say, oh Sam Darnold get really a uh, really good top end backup quarterback contract. Well, he shouldn't. It doesn't matter what when he was drafted, just because he was drafted there doesn't mean that he was good there. You know, it, uh, basically, you know, draft experts messed up on his, you know, his his talent and overall longevity in the NFL, you know, the team messed up by picking him. The Panthers, you know, got fleeced a little bit, you know, from what they drafted, what they gave up for him because he's just been terrible. Not that they gave up a ton, but um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting to to hear that the, yesterday. And I thought, well, I think it's something we could bring, maybe we bring up in the show. Um, and then it was just interesting because I think it was Sam Darnold and I just – think he's been so terrible lately but yeah i don't know what do you think welcome to the discussion of position salary caps mm-hmm. <laughs> before i share my opinion real quick we got a lot of people over here Steelers should have been more charitable and gave the lions the first win i tell you what that's that's you know that's just like come on kids you have enough wins you got to share the load Sir, thank you for your shares. My, me, I, I, every, I, I gotta write it down. I'm so sorry. I, every single week, I'm gonna mess that up. Absolutely not. It's all about production, says Shane. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl and hasn't done squat since, but he's still on rosters getting paid. He's even, he's even playing sometimes still. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Demarcus Russell, Russell's an example. Mark, thank you for the love, sir. Love right back at you for being here. First overall in 2007 and was DS. Sam Darnold's the equivalent of sprinkling sugar on a turd. You can sugarcoat it all you want. It still doesn't make it a candy bar. Yeah, see, and this is where you can easily talk about the discussion where I'm at all for it is position salary caps. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of teams, most of their salary cap is going to quarterbacks. But there's no cap for it either. You can either pay them a little bit or you can pay them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then you could always just, the league can always just institute, hey, guess what? 
your quarterbacks can only get 30% of your roster or your cap space. You know, they can only make this much because there's still an overall cap space for your team, but the quarterback right. can only take up this much of your cap space. And that's just your starter. And then mm-hmm. your QB, if there's a backup QB two, that can only take up this amount of percentage. So then you're they, there's like they're all stuck in this little range, you know. Right. There's a number and a percentage amount that all breaks down with this. And I, I don't talk about that on the show a lot because I don't know a lot about it. I don't study it because mm-hmm. it'll never happen. Not right. a not a chance this will ever happen. It's just a concept. But it's a concept that I love um with the little bit I know about it. And it prevents things like that from happening. If you get bumped down off the roster because you suck and you're now the backup, you can't change for that season, obviously, because you can't right. just like change someone's salary middle of the year. But if you're getting bumped off your spot and you're, hey, you're going into the season, hey, man, we got a new starter. Sorry, Sam, we're going to have to cut your cut your, uh, your pay for next season because you're going to be our backup. Mm-hmm. And now you fall into this range of you can only make like two to five million a season instead of your normal you know 10 to 15 you were making as our starter and that and the only reason you were making 10 yeah. to 15 was because of your draft pedigree i 100 agree with your point mm-hmm. and like anyone's point that says you know they're getting all these chances and getting all this money because of their draft pedigree 100 mm-hmm. because they're still they're still grant like the jets messed up like you said mm-hmm. the draft experts messed up everyone messed up the team messed up right but people are still like, well, he still went high for some reason. So if I bring him in, I can unlock that potential. <laughs> that's what everyone always thinks, right? And that's and that's the problem. Like that's that's the wrong thinking here. Is what look at Josh think, Rosen. Yeah, look how many chances he got at yeah. so many different teams. Yep. There's examples upon examples. We could do this for ages oh, yeah. and talk about all these examples. But it, it, the point is 100 correct that they get paid more. Because mm-hmm. if a seventh round guy gets drafted, yep. he's not getting paid anything, but he's right. going to be a career backup. But then here comes mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, who is now going to continue to be a career backup, but he's going to be paid, you know, maybe like an extra mil or two than that like seventh round guy who still hasn't started a game. Right. It's, it's, yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And it's definitely something that should change. Mm-hmm. I think that could be fixed with, with salary caps for positions. Right. Oh, I 100% agree. As soon as you brought that up to me, that's the first thing I thought of was like, <laughs> I get to talk. I get to talk about that. I haven't <laughs> talked about that in probably like a year. <laughs> Can't wait to bring that up again for some yeah. of our newer listeners, maybe. Yeah. I should. I should read into it more. Maybe we can like start the movement. We'll get another. We we'll get another p- petition up there. We'll get it all started, ready to go. <laughs> Illogicals here, rye rye. Sometimes I wonder if Durf and Dylan got into a fist fight. Who would win? Ooh. Mm. Who do you think would win? Well, I'm not gonna count against myself. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> you don't really have boxers or UFC fighters that go up to the stand and say, you know what, he's really good. I'm probably gonna lose. <laughs> it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all can fight it out in the comment section, and then we'll take a tally of the votes at the end of the show of who you guys think would win in a fist fight. <laughs> if if I knew how to do poll, I don't think you can set up poll questions through StreamYard. I wish you could. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I can make like a tick thing, a ticker. All right, hey, do you want to talk about that? We're going to move on to uh, other on, on the field. We'll talk about the games that happened in Week 10, the Week 10 yeah. recap. Go ahead and talk about your bills real quick, and I'll come up with like a ticker for that poll question. All right. So, yeah, the Bills went to uh, New Jersey to play the quote-unquote New York Jets um, and put a stomping on them, 45-17. It was good to see the offense kind of started clicking again. The run game was good. Didn't like the Matt Breida uh, fumble because he was playing so well. Uh, Josh Allen was very much more comfortable um, there was a little bit of change in the offensive line with, with uh, the rookie Spencer Brown coming back, uh, which moves Daryl Williams into the guard position, which is where he belongs. And Josh Allen wasn't pressured as much. I think Spencer Brown was there last week. I think it's a whole different game against the Jaguars. But we can't, you know, speculate back in the past with the, you know, 
Got to move, so. move forward, man. Got to move forward. The defense, I thought, was excellent. You know, five takeaways. I think it's the most they've had uh, in probably a couple decades um, for the team. But there's currently nine different defensive players on the Bills that have an, at least one interception. Uh, I think the record is 13 in an NFL season for different players. So we'll see what the, the Bills can do there. But that that secondary is just on fire right now, and I love it. Um, was a little concerned with the defensive line uh, with the run game from the Jets. I think that's going to be a concern coming up this weekend against you know Indianapolis. So we can talk about that later. Um, but overall, I thought the Bills played a really good game. So they did give up 17 points. I think it's more like 10, if that. You know, I think it was a lot of garbage time. Um, but the Jets started to, you know show up i guess um, i'm pretty sure those last two touchdowns were like inside like the last four minutes of the game so yeah like, really it really wasn't much no. so <laughs> um and by then you know the bills defense is just like yeah okay they're in prevent and just like right you make a 15 yard completion great have fun you know just sitting back here make the tack when i gotta it's so, that kind of game yeah no i thought it was a game for the bills it's good time to get back on track and uh yeah, good to good game overall. Good uh, good momentum. Yeah, momentum's the name of the game right now for the Bills. They were supposed to grab it last week, but mm-hmm. they got it a week late, but they got it now, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> and like you said, they got the Colts coming up. I'm sure well, I'm sure we'll bring that up in our predictions. Someone's picking that game. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wanagi, my man. He's lurking. Thank you, brother. Uh, make all the positions a base salary per position that how much they make is based on performance. My only gripe with that is performance is um, subjective. Right. And plus, if you have a team that goes, you know, like two and 14 for the year, that means everyone was awful. So how do you divvy up money for a team that just sucks? right (laughs) and then that becomes like a locker room issue like well i had two sacks and he only had one but he's making more than me like so that just becomes that just becomes an entire issue so actually i don't like that point per i don't i don't like that idea at all sorry shane love you brother (laughs) but that's just a bad idea (laughs) i guess you could say contracts these days are kind of performance based yeah there's a little bit there's a lot of them that are very much what have you done for me lately right so, but then you also have the same thing where, like, we just got on talking about like Sam Darnold, who's not mm-hmm. getting paid per performance, is based off a of pedigree. Which yeah. you got to imagine how many quarterbacks out there right now are getting paid based off of their history. Mm-hmm. That's a whole discussion that we could talk <laughs> about. For I'm sure we could, I'm sure we could do a whole <laughs> show, yeah, just on this discussion right now. <laughs> Bills are still a year out, yeah, they still have to lose a Super Bowl. Because if we go, th- if we <laughs> if we go yeah, through, yeah, true. they lost in the wild card, and then the next year they lost in the uh, divisional round, and then they lost in the championship game. So now we need to lose in the Super Bowl. So this year they lose in the Super Bowl, and next year they will win it. It's all about it's all about growth. But actually, they've lost in the. So it's a little bit of kind of that growth, but. They lost in the wild card, went to the championship and lost the next year, which was last year. So theoretically, they skip a year. Oh, so for so for skipping, then they should win this year. So then they should win the Super Bowl. Oh, interesting. I must have made up a year where they lost in the divisional <laughs> round or something. So yeah, because they lost. So if you they lost to the Texans in the wild card, right? In twenty nineteen, yes. Before the year before that, they were six and ten, and that was Josh Allen's rookie year. The year before that was the first year they went to the playoffs, the end of the drought. That was a wild card loss, six and ten, wild card loss, AFC championship loss. I think I'm, I think the one I'm throwing in there is the uh Jaguars loss. Ah, the Tyrod, I think that's the one I'm coming first wild card loss. Yep, okay, all right, so we're we're straight now. Thank you, appreciate that. So they should win. Sam Bradford fleeced the NFL for years. I'm surprised he's still not. 
I mean, if Joe <laughs> right? Flacco's still in the league, why is Sam that, not? Where'd that's like go? that's the ultimate example of a yeah. uh, a pedigree getting a quarterback money he does not deserve. Yeah, he made he made bank on like half the league, half mm-hmm. the teams in the league. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Did you say girth? It's all about girth. Yes, that's what it's all about when it comes to the Bills and winning the Super Bowl. It's all about that girth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is our Seals comment, our Seals part of the show. So now we talk about the Seahawks, but there's not much to really talk about. Um, I was literally just waiting for I was waiting for Geno Smith to enter the game. Yeah, that's all I was really waiting for. Whether it was the third quarter, he comes out of the tunnel in halftime, or like halfway through the third quarter, they mm-hmm. gave Russell like a drive or two, and he still can't do it or just at the very least the fourth quarter. Obviously, he never made an appearance. They just let Russell slug it out for four quarters, and it was just the ugliest football I have seen this team play in the Russell Wilson era because they didn't score a single point. Um, That's the first time that's happened in the Russell Wilson era in Seattle. Yeah, that was surprising. And the defense for Seattle has been playing borderline lights out for the past well, if you take away the bye week, like three weeks, they went up against Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. They went up against the Packers team, mm-hmm. and they only scored seventeen points. Yeah, this defense has been playing extremely well as of late, and I'm I have to credit a lot of that to our rookie corner who just started playing recently during that stretch, mm-hmm. and he's been playing great over on the left corner side, which allowed our other starting corner um, to go back to the right side. And that's his natural mm-hmm. position is to be on the right side. So he's been playing much oh, okay. better over there. But the offense, man. Oh, boy. Obviously. Yeah. Well, Russell Wilson is back. Next topic. Yeah, boy. <laughs> he just wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like less than a week removed from getting the pin removed from your finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he want. I know he's in, I know he's a competitive guy. And there was no way this he wasn't going to be starting. I knew that. Mm-hmm. especially against the Packers. It's like right. a little mini rivalry these guys got. Mm-hmm. That was just hideous, though. And Pete Carroll went and started blaming the refs for some questionable calls. Your team scored zero points. <laughs> right. The refs do not make you score zero points, Pete. So we can move on from that. When Chris Carson had a neck injury. Like it, it was originally just a concussion, and then it mm-hmm. turned into a neck thing. So he's off of IR, and he got held out this week still. So he's trying to get back, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to like rush him back. It's a neck injury. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how serious it is at this point. I really don't know the, like, the full extent, because he's off IR, so obviously it's not terrible, but mm-hmm. that's not something you want to mess with. No, definitely not. So honestly, the Packers didn't look that good. They picked off Aaron Rodgers once or twice. I don't even remember at this point. I don't care. Uh, I know Russell Wilson got picked off twice. Yeah. On two very bad decisions on his part. Not good. Yeah. Not good yeah. Stuff. His throwing, his throwing just looked, I, from what I saw, it just looked bad. Um, but Jamal Adams got an interception. So that is true. He's, showing his, his, he's showing his money worth now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got like hit on the play and it was kind of like a duck of a ball. So he just kind of, he was in the right place at the right time. It's not like he like made a good play, but right. yes, he did get his interception. <laughs> I don't know. The Seahawks, like I, I, I follow a bunch of Seahawks pages on Facebook and they keep saying, Oh, well the season's not over yet. They're still in position. The NFC is weak when it comes to these last couple of teams. Like they're still fighting for a seventh seed. Like if they even make it, what's the point? Right. Like they're gonna go in the first round of the playoffs, even if they make it, and just get absolutely just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Why bother? <laughs> why? Why are we here? I'd rather yeah. they just sink to the bottom, and then they can trade Russell, and then they can just get a first round draft pick back mm-hmm. because they don't have one because of Jamal Adams. So, um, I changed up our categories. All right. Mainly because I was getting, I was even confusing myself with the good, bad, and the don't cares. Because, like, the mm. good and the bads, like, what am I really grading good and bads off of? Because, like, one team does good, but the other does bad, so that classifies as a bad, but the bad and the good and the good. <sighs> That's true. So I didn't really come up with categories for this. I really just 
categorize them as like newsworthy games and then ones that just kind of happened. So that's, those are basically the don't cares. Sounds good to me. So the, the first one I put down was the Ravens at Miami. The Ravens lost 22 to 10. They went on 11 straight drives without scoring any points. The Ravens did. <laughs> it well, They scored on their first drive, and I'm pretty sure they scored on their last one. Their second to last. Yeah. It was bad. Lamar Jackson could not throw the ball to save his life. He could mm-hmm. barely run. Miami's linebackers and their rookie safety they have were flying all over the place. When the Ravens tried to counter the blitzing they, by use, throwing like quick screens, they even when there was enough blockers out there, the linebackers were there tackling the guy for only five-yard gains, if that. The defense was electric, in which it bought enough time for Miami to score some points. It was amazing. Yeah. I was I was just in complete disbelief of what happened in that game. Yeah, that, that game, it was just so slow for so long. It was and, like six to three at the half. Yeah, it was despicable. Um, but Tua, Tua did show up a little bit here for him. So there's some. Was he even supposed there. to play? Oh yeah, because Jacoby Rosetta was it, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That's how long ago it seemed the game was, uh, and how uneventful it seems. <laughs> um, but this is just the uh, maybe the playoff Ravens are actually starting to show up in the regular season now. Maybe uh, that longevity in the regular season is uh, coming to bite them real hard right now. And I'm okay with it because I can't stand Lamar Jackson. So I'm I can't okay. I can't stand Lamar Jackson fans. Correct. Like Lamar Jackson's pretty annoying himself, but like the people that try to defend him as like this electric great quarterback, mm-hmm. like my it's nauseating. <laughs> <laughs> he has such like great games. Like as soon as he has that one weird game where he's like 16 to 20 for five touchdowns. People are like, oh, and you said he was a running back. And then he has games like these where he's not even a running back. He's nothing. He's just standing back there doing nothing. So, and it's more often than not, I would say, is games like this, or at least the games where if they win, he's good on the ground. But the Dolphins Mm -hmm. figured out how to contain him. They watched those playoff games of how to contain Lamar Jackson. If you do enough homework and you have enough speed, you can stop Lamar Jackson very easily. Absolutely. Dolphins have literally nothing to play for except ruining teams' records. I feel like that's been the Dolphins, the Jags, and the Jets for like the past decade. Yeah. Like they literally, they just sit there to exist to win three or four games a year and just mess up the seeding in the playoffs. That's all they're there for. Oh, can't forget the Lions either. And the Lions sometimes. Sometimes like they won a couple last year. They're like a sometimes why situation when you're talking about vowels. They're that's, that's the Lions. Yeah. Poor Lions. <laughs> we'll talk about them in a second. Um, I, I put this one down strictly because, oh my God, the, the Browns at the Patriots. The Patriots mm-hmm. just put the gas down to the tune of 45 to 7. Um, I'm I'm out. I'm done. I'm selling whatever's <laughs> left of the Browns. I'm done. Yep. Stick a I fork w- in them. I was all in at the beginning of the season. I was like, I just need to see them do it. They have the team. This is the year. Mm-hmm. And then they got rid of OBJ. They had a good game. And then this. I'm done. <laughs> Nick Chubb wasn't playing. I don't care. 45 to 7. Yeah, that's a that's a bad look for that defense. That was supposed to be good. Yeah. But on the flip side, we can sell on the Browns, but that means we have a position open. Are you buying <laughs> the Patriots? I'm not. No, but he's not. You, but you can. I, I am. I'm simply buying because I don't like them. You're you're not you're not buying them. No, I'm not buying them. Like. It's a, it's like it's something that looks good, but it's a brand you don't like, so you you just refuse to mm. buy it no matter what. Yeah, that's how I feel about the Patriots. Like you don't want to be trendy. Like they have the new like Vessi waterproof sneakers. 
Right. And it's just like people want to buy them, but then they're mm-hmm. just like they're like eh, I, don't, I don't know. They just they're not my style. It's know. like if you look at golf, like everyone buys Callaway or Titleist. Oh, yeah. I just don't want to buy that. Like yeah. I'm not gonna spend the extra money to buy that. Like I can find other brands that are just as good, and I can stay loyal to those brands because they're cheaper. Yeah. And just as good. So hence why I don't buy the, buy on the Patriots. They are showing some good stuff, but I'm just uh, yeah, they're there. Man, I've been I've been taking it to Facebook. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I told I told the I was telling everyone the 49ers need to take Mac Jones, mm-hmm. but they won't because they don't yep. want whatever Jimmy G is, which would be like another Mac Jones kind of just like mm-hmm. a younger version of a pocket passer. Um, so he'll probably end up with the Patriots because that's what the Patriots like pocket right. passers. Yep. He fits it perfectly. And all these other teams are going to pass on him because they can go out there and get people like mm, Justin Fields, mm, Trey Lance, all these exciting mobile <laughs> quarterbacks. Yep. So he drops all the way to the Patriots, and here mm-hmm. we are. They're sitting at, what, six and three? Six and four. Six and four. Looking pretty. Beat the Browns 45 to seven. They got some traction. I'm not saying they're Super Bowl favorites right now. But this team is definitely not as dead as we thought they were. No, they'll, they'll be in the playoffs. I still yeah. think it's the Bills' division, but I think they can. I can. They can get into that that six, seven seed. I think for sure. Yeah, AFC's got a lot of competition, but they're they're in good position right now. Mm-hmm. The Lions at the Steelers. Here's our tie game. Oof. Oof. i kind of blame myself for this tie because i put money on the game that's my own fault i it's the it's the one outcome you can't stand yeah oh my god i'm the ted i'm the ted lasso of nfl well it's like the the number one thing i wanted to say about this game was that we already haven't said was um they interviewed Najee harris obviously after the game Steelers rookie running back and the overtime period ended and Najee was sitting on the bench and he just starts going like, all right, let's start the next quarter. Let's go. Let's do it. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get it right off in this next quarter. And then they just looked at him and they said, Najee, that's it. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> oh. We tied. That's not a thing. Why do we still, why are we here still? I don't know. It's 2021. Why are we tying games in the NFL? not a clue but it shouldn't be and this is why they they you know they expand they they changed for the playoffs you know to go to a sudden a sudden death situation which you know makes sense because one team has to advance but right. it should still be the same in the regular season yeah, why like, is it different nobody wants ties and this is that messes all the rankings up all the standings all the playoff pictures because of a, the extra dash one it's without a doubt the stupidest thing in adult sports. It, yeah. It, or professional sports, I should say. Like, I would <laughs> rather have it say game postponed instead of ending and tie. Yeah, just postpone and then you can fight it out at the end of the year. You can play one quarter later down the road or something. Yeah. <laughs> just you can duke it out at the end of the year. <laughs> Who gets the actual win? Oh, my God. It's just painful. And that like, just like. I felt bad for the Lions defense because they played I feel yeah. like they played so hard, gave the offense so many so many opportunities on just in overtime alone. And yeah, that was just uh, a terrible offense for the Lions. And I don't know what the Lions ownership thought they had in Jared Goff, but it is clearly what he showed on Sunday and nothing yeah. else. Yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah, I don't know what they thought they were gonna get, <laughs> and like the this, the Lions were doing so good running the ball, and for mm-hmm. some reason they felt like they had to like in over in fourth in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah, like I think Dan Campbell or whoever was calling the plays like thought they were like under a lot of stress, mm-hmm. and they started throwing the ball way too much. Yep, like I'm pretty sure Jared Goff completed like two passes in the entire overtime period. <laughs> and like the rest of them were either sacks, interceptions, right, or, or uh, incompletions, or like if he did complete more passes, they were just like little swing routes or something behind the line of scrimmage. 
Yeah, oh. it was bad. It's my it's my own damn fault. It's my <laughs> fault. Uh, Mac Jones will be the best quarterback of that draft solely on the team he's on. If he was in Chicago, he'd be trash. <sighs> I I can see what maybe with Chicago as a possibility. Yeah, I think of what the 49ers would have actually drafted him. I think he'd be playing better. This is yeah. good. Yeah, I I think being with Bill definitely helps. That that, that it helps. Um, yeah. but to say he'd be trash with other teams. I mean, Justin Fields has been trash. He has, he's played one good game, and the rest has been absolute mm-hmm. dogfight, like just nothing. Um, so it's hard to say. It's it's a, it's a big what if. You know, we'll never know. Right. So. Yep. And then Jay says we vote that we go to O double OT. No. Nope. Do what college does. You go back and <laughs> forth. You score, or the other team scores. You just you just keep going. You you start like. What in college you started on the twenty five? Yeah, uh, twenty five or forty. That's a big difference. I think it's the twenty five. Is it the twenty five? So in overtime, they start at the twenty five, like facing their end zone. Right. You you basically have you have four plays to get a first down, or basically score. Like you can get a first down and then you know get another set of four play, four downs, and then because you can go from twenty five, you know, fifteen five. So you can get two first downs in overtime in your possession. Like it's a possibility. A lot of times you see them, you know, go for the end zone multiple times. Right. Um, so there's that. So, you know, college, it's up through the third overtime. You play like that. Um, they changed it uh, this past year, I believe. You know, when we had when we saw a seven overtime situation that was still playing like that. Um, so after three overtimes, it becomes a two point conversion contest basically. Um, So still don't know how Penn state and Illinois got to nine overtimes like that. A lot of two point conversions. They played six overtimes (laughs) of just trying to get two point conversions. So like they have an opportunity if they don't get it, the other team doesn't get it next overtime and that's it. So it's just one play. Pretty much. Yeah. So I say do that. Hmm. Maybe without the two point conversion thing, but just push them back to the 40 because it's professional. So if college right. is at 25, push them back to the 40, 35, 40, whatever. Yeah. And then you play like that until mm-hmm. someone wins, until someone scores more points. That's what I say. Um, I like it. Or you adopt what the XFL did, which is like, um, or no, I'm thinking of extra points. Never mind. I'm thinking it's not completely different. I don't know what the XFL did for overtime. I don't think we ever saw it. I don't think we ever did either. <laughs> Elliot is watching the show, and Elliot has something to talk about. He says, if it weren't for the kicker, they would have won. Yeah, I mean, it was an awful kick. And that's why they brought in three kickers today mm-hmm. to take kicks. Three they brought in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I sarcastically thank the kicker for choking because I needed the Steelers to lose, and they should have lost. The Steelers lost would have eliminated one person from my eliminator pool, cutting the total down to 12. But since there's a tie, it's as good as a win in my pool. Okay. Not make the rules. The person survived, and there are 13 competitors remaining. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. So it it benefited Elliot. If I read that right. Right? Did it benefit Elliot? So it benefited the person. The the person that's in the survivor pool. But it, it would have been nice if the Steelers lost. Oh, so it but didn't they, benefit him. But it didn't benefit him in the survivor pool that he's in. So, Oh, I'm sorry, Elliot. So now we have an odd number in the survivor pool. Ew. Odd numbers. I just had an, <laughs> I just had an odd number discussion with my family the other day. Or no, that was with you guys we were talking yeah. about, right? You know, when you guys were over. Two, four, five, six, seven. Or two, four, five, two, six, four, eight. Two, four, six, zero. eight. Anything with a zero. Two, four, six, and eight. And then yep. uh, fives are okay. Yep. If it's a one, three, seven, or nine, get it out of here. I <laughs> don't want that. Um, the Bucks lost to lost to Washington 29 to 19. Mm. I kind of just chalked this one up to um Tom Brady has one really bad game a year, including those, yeah. including losses to the Saints. Mm-hmm. And those those usually count account for like his three to four losses on his teams, usually. Mm-hmm. He has a bad game. And the defense has a bad game, and then they always lose to the Saints. And that usually has it. Right. So, like, 
this is only news because now that's out of the way. Tom Brady had his bad game. The Bucs are ready to just go on a run to end the season. And then, like, people are saying this isn't a Super Bowl team. People are saying the Bucs are done. This team sucks. <laughs> They're not the same. It's awful. It's over. They're not going back. The Bucs were in this same looking kind of situation last year, same mm-hmm. time of year. And then they won out from like, I don't know what week, but they won out the rest of the regular season and they went on to win the Super Bowl. They won a crap ton of games straight in a row, all the way to the Super Bowl. Right. Why do people think they can't do that again? Go ahead and doubt Brady. Go ahead. Do it. Go ahead and write <laughs> off Tom Brady and the Bucks. Go ahead. And then when they win, come back. Come back and say hi. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I know you don't agree because you think the Bills are going to win. That's fine, but I'm ju- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, there's there's no reason the Bucks couldn't you know make that run again. You know, it's very possible. This was a very odd game. I feel like I didn't watch. I didn't keep track of the score right as close, uh, but it seemed like Washington just had the lead the entire game. Pretty much, like, yeah. The Washington got ahead. Taylor Heineke just does Taylor Heineke things. He's like a younger version of Fitzpatrick. Just, you know, I don't care what you're doing. I'm going to do this. He's feisty. uh, Feisty, that one. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Bruce Arians kind of really, you know, said it bluntly in his post-game conference. Um, That was a a dumb football team today or yesterday for the, uh, yesterday, Sunday for the Bucks. Like, he said, you know, I heard that, that um, you know, things that they were seeing in practice that they were making mistakes showed up on the field on Sunday. Like, that's just a, a team that needs to get their head on straight again, like, you know, tighten down and, you know, re, re, uh, re-grip for the end of the season. So hopefully they can do that because, uh, you know, everyone wants to see the, the defending champs always return. So we shall see. I don't, I, I, I just, yeah, I just stick with the, because Bruce Arians will say stuff like that and right. it'll get his team fired up and he doesn't. Hold oh, absolutely. That. That's what makes him a great coach. Mm-hmm. So, the Dolphins usually have Brady numbers too. That's, that's true. The Dolphins usually give him some fits as well. What the duck, Dylan? <laughs> what the duck? Because <laughs> it's on your shirt. Yep. So ducks on your shirt. It's funny. Um, and the last newsworthy one was the Rams beating the 40 or <laughs> the 49ers beating the Rams in San Francisco 31 to 10. Um Durf, do you have anything that you would like to say on behalf of anybody? Yeah, I have some uh some Danny Boy's words of wisdom here. Um he, We're going to uh, get theme. We're going to get theme music for that. Yeah, so, we yeah. are. That's going to be good. Um still got to say Jimmy uh Jimmy Garoppolo is still an overrated hack. Um, Dan was not impressed with his play. Um, even though he had a decent game, he's still not great. He's still trash. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, I saw a little bit of the game last night. Uh, very surprised that the Rams couldn't do anything. This is a little concerning for the NFC West, but, um, Kyle Shanahan, for some reason has Sean McVay's number and, just I think is it five in a row now? I think is what the wins are for the 49ers against the Rams. Like there's just something the Rams just seem to struggle for some reason. Um but I was given instruction to make sure we get Danny's uh words of wisdom here that uh Jimmy G is just uh he might look good, but he's still nothing. Yeah, that is five losses in a row. You're you are correct. Five losses in a row for the Rams to the 49ers. Yeah, Jimmy G was 15 and 19 for 182 yards and two touchdowns. So it was an efficient night. It was efficient. That's what so I'll they say. really didn't lean on him that much either. And they no. really made it simple for him, it sounds like. 27 carries for Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Well, um, Debo had a had a running touchdown also. Yeah, he had a 40-yard touchdown run near the end of the game there. Yeah. Debo Samuel had five carries for 36 yards. Jeff Wilson Jr., they had 44 rushing plays in that game. That's a lot. To Jimmy G's 19 pass attempts. So, yeah, <laughs> they definitely leaned on the run a lot in this yeah. game. Well, two of those rushes were for Jimmy G, so 42. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's the last uh, newsworthy game that I put up here. Mm-hmm. Basically, just the Rams. I, it might just be the Niners. You know, just have their number, but the Rams got some questions. They lost yeah. two in a row now, one to a Derrick Henry list Titans. Mm-hmm. So a um, little bit of concern, but I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna say too much. You know, they they still have a lot of talent. We'll let right. it ride out. Oh, yeah. Not so much games. They're not so newsworthy games here. We got the Falcons beat uh, losing to Dallas. Why do I keep doing that? Dallas beat the Falcons <laughs> in Dallas, forty-three to three. <coughs> yeah, forty-three to three. Who? Uh, the Titans beat the Saints without Derrick Henry. They're still winning. I don't yep. know how, but they're still <laughs> winning football games. Uh, twenty-three to twenty-one. So it was close. Came down to the wire. It was, it was a good game close, overall. Yeah. Uh, the Colts at the Jags. Well, they didn't have Kamara with the Saints either, so that probably, I don't right. know if it would have made a huge difference or not, but maybe. Mm-hmm. The Colts beat the Jags 23-17. to Jags tried to win. They they were making a comeback. It was another game that kind of was close near the end, but they, did they really ever have a chance? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the Panthers and Cam Newton's return. I guess this could have been newsworthy. I guess I should have thrown it up there. Yeah. Uh, 34-10. to Cam Newton had two touchdowns overall. Three or four mm-hmm. passing. He wasn't in there all the time, but he would came in for some plays here and there. He scored. Yeah, and, and the Cardinals uh, looked bad. But I mean, they were backups and third string starting quarterback and missing some receivers. I get it. How did? But how does this defense? Is anyone? Is people on the defense hurt? Like I, I didn't see anything about that. I heard people talking about you know the Kyler Murray injured, uh, DeAndre Hopkins being injured, like. This defense was supposedly good for seven weeks out of the, of the first the first seven weeks of the season. So, where'd it go? The Panthers yeah. showed that they could only play, they can only win against terrible teams. Uh, they beat the Cardinals, so that, hence that makes them a terrible team. I, don't I know. think that's why I put them in the not so much newsworthy because they were lacking so many pieces. Right. But, yeah, no, I see your point, though. The defense was supposed to be good, and they just laid down. I didn't know if they just knew they were going to lose, so they didn't play. <laughs> like It's like the offense ain't scoring nothing today. Why should we even try? <laughs> That's right. kind of what's kind of the feeling I get. Um, and then the Vikings beat the Chargers. Chargers are just on a full, full-fledged downfall right now. They're just falling oh, out yeah. of the sky. So I don't know what is going on over there. Mm-hmm. They're not dealing with injuries. As far as I know, they're at full capacity. Yeah, as far as I can tell. They just can't win. So, boy, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles beat Denver 30-13. to yeah. The Eagles are kind of in a rhythm right now. Mm-hmm. Looking pretty good. Uh, they lost last week to the Chargers, but, I mean, like it was a very close it, game. Made it close, yeah. Yeah. And then the Chiefs demolished the Raiders. The Chiefs remembered how to play football. Patch Mahomes, five touchdowns. Just Raiders never stood a chance, ever. The whole game yeah it was disgusting so even though they won that much i did see something that i thought was interesting is that they patrick mahomes threw the ball over 50 times doesn't surprise me like the run game is still garbage yeah. and daryl williams their running back was more of a pass catcher than anything right so they're still one-dimensional they're still beatable the raiders just didn't know how to figure out that one dimension to beat yeah, Williams only had 11. He was their leading rusher with 11 carries for 43 yards, mm-hmm. but he also had nine receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Jeez. They had 25 rushing attempts to Patrick Mahomes' 50 passing attempts. Wow. Yeah. So the Raiders just, yeah, like you said, the Raiders just didn't have an answer to the passing game, so they just threw the ball a lot. Yep. If a team, if a good defense and a good team knew how to, you know, stop them at some point, maybe mm-hmm. they would have had to revert back to the run and they would have had a chance. But uh, right, not the Raiders. So that's all we have for the games. If we didn't talk about your team in detail, have them do better. Um, <laughs> or or find a new team. Or find, or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna do some predictions. Who goes first this week? I, I'm still not writing it down. I believe it is you. Is it me? All right. So game of the week, some week 11 predictions. Let's see what kind of uh, tomfoolery we can come up with here. Um, I think for my first game, I am going to take. 
This is like this is literally my first time looking at this lineup here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take Dallas at Kansas City. All right. Uh, I think if KC actually did, you know, find a rhythm here, they are back to playing their kind of football. This could be an extremely high-scoring game. It could mm-hmm. be easily a game of the week kind of game, for sure. I like it. Uh, but I think Dallas's defense has been too good to really doubt mm-hmm. them right now. I okay. think they can find an answer for KC. Dallas wins in a shootout. I like it because KC is a uh, three point favorites right now. So, oh, it's an but, upset too. But I do like uh, I do like Dallas in that situation. That's a good that's a good pick. I might throw some money on that. I might got a parlay <laughs> coming. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Well, I'm gonna take Indianapolis at Buffalo. I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. I want I don't know how Carson Wentz is gonna do in the cold because it's gonna be cold there. Um, so I'm you know I think the Bills are still gonna get it. You know the Bills played this team in the wild card last year and didn't play great, but they still got the win. The defense was able to step up. So I like Buffalo on this side, uh, this one. And Buffalo is actually seven and a half point favorites. Ooh. So it's a little lopsided right now. Could get close to a game day, but I would like to see this be a lopsided uh, showing. That might be something you'd want to throw some money on too. Geez, seven points. My God. Um, my next game is going to be Green Bay at Minnesota. I just obviously just like a, this is just a game you always watch every year, you know? The right. NFC North matchup. Mm-hmm. I will take the Packers, but it just feels like the Vikings have been in a lot. Even if they lose, the Vikings really haven't been getting blown out this year. From what I remember, at least. I, I haven't like even been playing blocks, decent. Yeah. Yep. So they can I feel like they can at least keep this game close. Um, like Seattle kept the Packers at 17 points. So maybe if the Vikings can replicate some kind of defense like that. They might be able to get a win because they have more offense than Seattle does. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take uh, the Bengals at the Raiders. It's a, it's a little weird. Um. Both these teams, the Bengals had a bye week last week, but but week before that, they got. Absolutely tr- stomp, curb stomped by the the Browns. The Raiders just had a terrible loss against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the Bengals on this one. I think the Bengals are gonna make. They, I think they made adjustments during the bye week. I think look for them to get back to the way they were before that curb stomping uh, by the Browns. So I think this is a good game, a good comeback game for them to get their seasons uh, straightened out again. Yeah, I mean, their division's wide open, so they need to get back on track. They can still definitely win that division. And this game is a, is only Cincy uh, by half a point, so this is Ooh. about dead nuts even. Yeah, I could see that too. That's Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then my final game is going to be, unfortunately, Arizona at Seattle. I, I honestly don't know. What because I don't even know who's playing for the Cardinals at this point. I don't think anyone does. But I think Russell Wilson, he got his feet wet last week. You know, mm-hmm. you know, he'll get his finger healthy throughout this week a little bit more. The de- I, I just I'm riding on this defense right now. Like to right. hold the Packers of 17 points gives mm-hmm. me a lot of hope. As yeah. long as Russell Wilson isn't complete garbage this next mm-hmm. week. They can do it. So I'm taking Seattle to get back in the win column and even push themselves, even push themselves closer to the top of the division. Cardinals are struggling. Rams are struggling. Yep. If you want hope and you want me to be positive (laughs) about my football team for the first time today, here it is. They're going to beat the Cardinals and just inch their way closer to the top. Nice. Put All that right. in the wrong spot. Yeah. Uh, let me take a look and see here. Ooh, I'm gonna take uh Saints at Eagles. That was my other option. I will I will take that one here. Um and I think this is a good shot for uh 
for the Eagles to uh, take this one. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna put my pick on the Eagles here. Eagles are only point and a half favorites, but so it should be close. Uh, that's basically home field advantage, quote unquote. But um, they've been uh, they've been showing something lately. So the Saints are struggling with injuries. Uh, I don't know if Kamara comes back this week coming up, but there's a uh, there's some potential here for the Eagles to kind of make us a good game. I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on that. Yeah, that was gonna be my other pick too. I would have picked it the same way, but yeah, I think I think that could be fun. Um, all three of my games of the weeks are upsets, so I don't know which one you really want me to pick. <laughs> I mean, I just look, I just looked at all, or actually, I, the the Packers are not the favorites. Um, but right. I picked them to win, but Seattle over the Cardinals and Dallas over KC. Uh, if I had to pick one that I'm more confident about, I'd say Dallas over Kansas City is gonna be my upset. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna ride with that. Well, I'm I'm gonna go bold here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I'm so excited. I'm gonna take the Lions over the Browns. Boy, that's I I thought about it, but I'm not that bold. That's saucy. The, the Browns are ten and a half point favorites. They are they're tied with uh the Titans and the Buccaneers as being the the most favorited so far going into the week eleven, um, but the way the the way the Browns are kind of falling apart and the way the Lions probably are you know I think moving up from this past game and I think Dan Campbell might get a little bit more out of them. Uh, I, I'm I'm liking the, I'm liking their chances. I could be completely wrong, I and mean, it's a good it's a good possibility I'm completely wrong, but yeah, why not? I like it. I think it's cool. Um, and if we're going to get into the segment of Double Down with Dylan, that's actually where I was going to go, at least with my uh, with my bet. I was not going to take Lions money line, but I am going to take the Lions spread, which is uh, 10 points right now, negative uh, 110. Mm-hmm. I'm just writing it all in here as well. The Lions spread at plus 10. I mean... Cleveland's so hot and cold. This could easily be a game where they score 40 points on the Lions and just leave them in the dust. I could see that happening as well. Mm -hmm. But the Lions' defense played well against the Steelers. Cleveland is obviously just looking like a mess right now. I think keeping it within 10 points is definitely in the realm of talent for the Lions, and that should be be easy money. Yeah. So I would would double down. Double down. On the Lions. I like it. Oh, let's see here. Oh, the last segment, everyone's favorite, obviously. <laughs> this is the moment of the show you've all been waiting for. An hour and five minutes later. Yeah. It is the Doppler of Durf. Durf Doppler. Durf Doppler. All right. I got a three games so far this, this week. This is, it wasn't a little tough to pick three, but you know, we got a solid two. Let's do this last one here just for fun. Um, Miami at the Jets. Uh, 54 with cloudy um, afternoon rain shower possible. Could make it a little tricky. Um, things how both these teams could have ball control issues. We'll see. Um, there's a better chance at rain in this game than the Detroit-Cleveland ga- Cleveland game, which is why I put this one here instead. Um, yeah, who knows? There's, there's, so good chance of rain there. Uh, next, we have Houston at Tennessee. Um a little warmer, 63, but still cloudy. And but there's a possible a thunderstorm in the afternoon that could make uh, that Titans field absolutely atrocious. It's already um, a bad field as it which is, which is good for worse. nobody at all. Even Derrick Henry, I don't think, could run very well in that field if it was that bad. Um, but that could uh, make for unpleasant fan experience. But that's okay. Um, and then last but not least, we have Arizona at Seattle. Um, Seattle's probably it's a tip probably their typical uh weather this time of year, but 46 cloudy. Um gonna be a little chilly on this on a, a little chilly uh during the game with a chance of rain. So, you know, get rained on, a little, little light breeze makes it makes it pretty chilly. Um But that's uh that's a potential of some ball control issues too. I think, you know, if Russell Wilson's hands not completely 
gripping the ball well, and he's just getting through it. You know, he could have a running game issue with ball control, uh, I think, on both sides. So it'll be interesting to see. It should be a nice little disaster for that Seattle game. Uh, if you want to double down with something else, take the under in that game. <laughs> Seattle, yeah. Yeah, take the under yep. in that for sure. Absolutely. I, I don't know what it's set at, but hammer it. Uh, round, rounding out the show with Horny Gnome, I think Dylan has more athletic ability, so he has speed on his side. But one big haymaker from Durf, he's going down. So I call Durf by a knockout in round two. This is an answer to our poll question, who would win in a fist fight, Durf or Dylan? The only vote that we got was from Horny Gnome, and he says Durf by knockout in the second round. There you have it, folks. There we go. That's that's the only vote we got. So there's your answer. We had fun this week. We have another slate of NFL games that we're very excited to watch. Yeah. And um, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. I'm doing I, I, that was a that was a throwback to our old sign off. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back next week because Mama didn't raise no wussies. There it is. Thank you.